Alright, welcome back I'm to Tower After Hours I'm Podcast. I'm Bridget. I am sitting in for Kelly, who's out this week. But I'm really excited because we have a great group with us today. We have Alyssa, our project manager. Hello! Chris Tremogli, our developer. Hello. In stripes. Yes, in His stripes. client shirt. <laughs> and Mike Shaw, our SEO. In Hello. stripes as well. We have twinning on the podcast today. Well, Mike and I knew we would both be on the podcast today, so we decided to match. I've never so heard you call him Mike to a Oh, Shaw. Shaw. Fancy for the podcast. <laughs> fancy striped shirts yeah. for the podcast. Fancy yeah. or fancy? Fancy. <laughs> so I thought we could start with fancy. Chris's article. I'm really excited for it. Five actual web design trends. And... A part that really stood out to me in the beginning is trends that are actually trends. Yeah. Because it talks about all these articles that say trends, but they're really from last year, or they're not trends. Yeah, this but was... But yours really hits on it. Yeah. This was published very recently from Medium.com. Oh, Medium. I mean, they, they're just a real great resource, aren't they? Are you being sarcastic? Yeah, I kind of like Medium a lot. I actually. love Medium. Yeah. They... They scrape data from everywhere. All right, we're not in the SEO Daughters part. This or is data. <laughs> so well, you'll have your turn. Yeah, you wait. You pipe down. So these are five actual web design trends for 2016. Uh, web design trend articles come out about once a day at least. There's probably about 500 of them today out. But what I liked about this one was they were specific web design trends that I've actually seen. Um, used a lot. Uh, this was published re- really recently by I'm gonna butcher his name. <laughs> Nils Skold. He's a UX designer. That sounded about right. Dude, it's a, it's it's the you probably what, butcher. You want to spell it? Nils Skold. So I was close. That was good. So everybody laughed at me for no reason. <laughs> the African, he can pronounce <laughs> Swedish Nordic names. Right. But what I want to do is I want to go through each each of these. I'll describe them, and I want everybody to say what they like and don't like about them. Have a discussion about each one. Oh, goody. It's going to be fun. I'm going to skip the first one, because I know I'm going to come back well, to it. Well, that's the one I had an opinion on. I know. I know you saw Perfect. it. So I'm going to skip it and come back to it later. Goody. Um, so the first one we're going to do is st- sticky headlines <laughs> to the side of a web page. <laughs> Not a joke <laughs> at all. Basically, when you're scrolling down a web page, as opposed to the header just being fixed, yes. meaning following you down... The titles will actually swap out when they hit the top of the page and follow you down the page. Shots Everybody confused. follow that. I, is, that the, is that when you I, have about five blog articles on one page, right? You're scrolling down the page. The header says blog title one. As soon as you're finished reading blog title one, without a page transition or a click, it pushes it up and goes to blog title two, and the second blog appears. Oh, that's nice. Right. So there, yeah, that's that's his opinion. Opinion. there it is. All right, thanks. So Charles says that's nice. It depends on if it's on mobile or not. I guess. I think mobile would be fine because you're still scrolling down the same page. It's a. I mean, I you frankly be would have no idea. Skip Hold from on. One I know that's the only concern, but, the t- but I like that it's cleaning it up for me. Yeah, it's all on one page. However, it's like, action. Yeah. From a tracking standpoint, that's a nightmare. I was about to ask that for SEO. I knew you were going to have a bunch of stuff, Man. but you said that's nice, so we're going to use it in every website now. I'm surprised you didn't catch that, Shaw. We'll tag nice. manager, you know. Tag Next manager? Time Shaw won't be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shaw is not doing his job. I thought I read, though, on that part of the article that with mobile, the headlines do not show up, so he kind of said... You can... Oh, you can, Chris. Well, Chris, you lied. Oh, my God. You can have You're it show welcome. up. It's just in the development. 
I would have a job. I like I like the idea of it, and I use blog article probably incorrectly because that probably won't be a good use of it for mobile. Because if there's a, seven blog articles on one page, you want to keep scrolling to get to the one you like. If you have three case studies, you don't need to have a case study for every page. You can just use those headlines that follow you down the page. So everybody likes it. It's going in every website that Tower Marketing builds from now on. I can't, I I can't wait. I say it sounded good. Okay, Shaw. What are your reservations on this? I want to hear the rest of what you've got. Oh, the other trends? Yeah. Okay. They're not married to each other. Like, you can use one and not the other. I know, but it might, they might sound way better and blow that one out the water. Okay, fine. Another one. The logo of the website is actually used as the loader icon. So a lot of websites now are having preload icons. You click on it, you'll see a little circle. Before the even site comes up, you'll see a progress bar, so on and so forth. A lot of companies now are actually getting custom-made animations using their logo to load the site in. So the logo is just so as soon as you go, well, no, there's like you can do no, different it would things. Like draw in. Good God, where's your imagination, man? Well, I was about to say, imagine if you were Reebok. Look at the logo; it's all like kind of like spiky. And that thing's just like spinning around, spinning around. It doesn't have to spin. You could have it like, like swoosh draw in. in. Like the Nike That's swoosh Nike. could swoosh That's in. That's not Reebok. I don't know Reebok. <laughs> I feel like we've been there, done that with that. Move on. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, I don't think that's a trend. Yeah. Ben you don't like that? Fine. I'll tell Nils Scold that you hate... Nils Scold. He's going to... He's going to have like a, a crawler and hear this. I like your article. Um, <laughs> number four is actually more of a development one, so I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm only going to talk to myself here. But basically, large background images are pretty much a staple on all websites, especially on the homepage. Uh, full, full background images mm -hmm. as soon as you load the page. I'm looking directly at you, Shaw. Um, now, though, people are actually using hover effects, mouse over effects, focus effects to actually disrupt the background image as your mouse moves over the background image. So you could have an image of like some graphic design, and as you move the mouse around the site, the background image will actually shift and look mm. broken. Or you could, we've seen a Canva lot. Canva does that. Yes, we've mm -hmm. seen a lot with, with like uh, particle effects. So mm -hmm. it's essentially like a black background image. As soon as you move your mouse, you'll see little like stars and explosions come off of your cursor. Very you subtle. You love that. You I do like that. that. I think from an ACO perspective, I think that is intriguing. People like to just, it will keep them on the site, doing things, right. time and all that stuff. Whoops. Um, why did you say whoops? I don't know why. I, 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 I whoops because I forgot what my next sentence was going to be. Like, oh, 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 oh. Here we go. That background thing. Kind of like that, that time a, you missed your that... dad for a minute. <laughs> that was the best. What was that? I missed that one. I'm trying to keep that. I was talking about business and he's like, oh, sorry, I just missed he my dad. He dropped his dad's <laughs> name and I was like, who the heck is that? And he's like, oh, it was my dad. I missed him for a second. And then he kept Shaw, talking. I would pay $100 just to live in your head for five minutes and see what's going well, on. Well, if you let me talk, you might get a chance. Okay, I'm sorry. So here's Go the ahead. question. I, I apologize. If, if you can hover around on these backgrounds and you can see all these things changing and stuff, isn't that going to slow the load time? Yes, and that's actually what I was going to get into. If used correctly... Um, it should be fine. It's, you really have to design the homepage almost around that functionality. 
you have to, it's not something that you can just throw on a large home page and be done with. It's going to take development time to make sure it, it, it works appropriately and, and doesn't hurt load time. I mean, you could have it where you scroll down, it, it lazy loads in, meaning it loads the rest of the site as you scroll down right after it. That would help with load time too. Mm-hmm. Loads in the particle effect of the background image as soon as someone scrolls down, then it starts loading the rest of the site. You have to have a simplified home page at that point though because if you have a bunch of more images and graphics, it's going to take longer to load. So it's, it all comes down to kind of a give and take with development and, and you know, design in that one. I really like that, though. I like it, too. I saw one where you were on the homepage and you had to uh, shake or move your mouse like crazy over the screen, and then you got to see the image. It was kind of like erasing oh, okay. it. But as soon, as, you, as soon as you stopped erasing, it started flooding back in again. But it was... I don't know what the site was, but it was super memorable in terms of what it did. Uh, the one I remember most is... It's R-E-S-N, I believe, Resin. It just won site of the month on awards.com, and it is, it's almost like a teardrop effect, and as you move, as you move your mouse, it, it kind of rotates. But if you click and hold, it starts to vibrate and shake, and then it explodes into a different page. And it's an art site. I mean, it's their business. Do you know where business. it's from? Where? New Zealand. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is that? I thought I you were. I, I know no one else from New Zealand. No, he's, so that's of no importance to me. Sean. Sean. <laughs> Sean was Shaw. our old as he Sean was our old as he That's awesome. Shaw is British, I believe, right? Yeah, just like you're an Italian. <laughs> I will say that the disrupted background images is my favorite. This is the only one that I really. <laughs> she keeps it on day. I'm yeah. sorry, we gotta keep we going. Started we gotta fighting. keep going. I will say it's my favorite because it is one that I've interacted before, even reading this article on Canva, I believe it was. And mm-hmm. I just Yeah. Like a child was sitting there. Yeah, that's it go. <laughs> of all the ones that is my favorite, but I have two more to show yeah. you. Yeah. What about on the edge of my animations? Seat. Over the that. top animations is the next one, and that one is uh, more vague than the other ones. Um, a lot of websites now are having a ton of animations for page transitions, for logos, everything. From um, draw-in animations to cartoons running across the bottom of the screen. A lot of designs... Yeah, I know. I like it too. But a lot of design agencies are just throwing in as as, uh, much animation as they can because the idea for that is, well, we can do this now with CSS, jQuery, everything, uh, SAS. We can actually build this a lot smoother than it used to be in Flash. In Flash, it was terrible. Um, But should we? So the question is... Should should you commit to that over-the-top style, or should you try and be reserved? Usually only I if, see one or the other. Only if your brand is already over-the-top. Right. Like and these Skittles. are for, like, design agencies. Like Skittles. More. Like a Skittles website oh, could that would be, be over-the-top like that, yeah. because that's how they are in all their other marketing. Something yeah. like that. But you sure. have to completely commit at that point. If you go half and half where you want a minimalistic with lots of animations, it's going to just yeah. kind of be, you know... I think Skittles is actually a probably a great, the best. Good yeah, one. it's the best ever because it's colorful. You can just. I mean, I give you the best of everything. So Thank I you. don't know why you expect less. <sighs> but isn't that, a, isn't that going to slow things down? Not if, not if it's done right. Just like the, just like the background images, it's all it's all about the development. Because in the first example you gave, he wasn't all about SEO. Now he's trying to be about all yeah, about now. SEO. Yeah, <laughs> now. He's like, oh, yeah. He's that's like, fine. oh, but load time. That's fine. He's like, oh, but load time. <laughs> oh, oh, right, my job. <laughs> but load time. My job here at Tower Marketing. Okay, that's what I was trying to be. Oh, about. nice. All right. <laughs> okay, load time, though. Next. Yeah. Thanks for the healthy discussion, Shaw. <laughs> load all right, time. Last one. 
Uh, full screen websites that are not scrollable. Instead, they either have a click navigation on the side. Dig it. Or when you scroll, they scroll to the right. Dig it. Do it. No. Yes. This, I knew this one was going to be back and forth between us. I. This is life at Tower. Everyone against John. No, no, no. I do not like the right. Who invited it is you not to this natural. podcast? I feel we have been programmed already, and I'm fine. I don't like change, but I think a lot of people like change, and it's natural to go. Down, instead of going like it's this called, with your thumb. Right. It's called scroll jacking, meaning the first thing 90% of the people, it's not a funny term, it's just a term. It's what it's called. Shaw. <laughs> I'm trying to be <laughs> No, you're not. I'm trying. The first thing 90% of the people will do when they get to your website is start to scroll. Most they likely. do? Yeah. Shocking. I know. When you take that... Do you tell oh, our clients that? Yeah, all the no, time. No, <laughs> I feel like everything has to be visible above the fold. No, 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 no. You're just doing this again under my skin. <laughs> no. If we were making newspapers, everything would be visible above the fold. <laughs> but we're not making newspapers. We're building websites. People scroll. It's so just history. Chris, but you now I'm off track. Now you've upset me. You've called me. The Italians. Shaw is doing the hand motion. You've got stereotypical. This, is, this is an SEO or design. This is wow. marketing. You have got seconds in which to capture the user's attention and make sure that where they've come from, wherever they came from and landed on, that this is where they need to be. So if there's a whole lot of good, good stuff below and they're not seeing it, oh my explain. god! Well, do you think oh they god. should have a little bit more meat? I really <laughs> wish I had the numbers in front of me. I might call Bri um, Bridget on somebody on this, but there is a ton, a ton of statistical information saying that the first thing people do when they get to a website, they look at it and then they start scrolling down. I it, would you would never be numbers, afraid to scroll. Chris. I wish I had them in front of me, <laughs> Alyssa. You should Maybe I can include that in the blog. Yeah, like, please I, put I, that I link. link in, I'm gonna make a note here. To, to link into a blog. Thank you. Make sure it's an English, not Italian. That yeah, it's fine. I can't understand your, your accent. I would your like Australian to know accent. why this one is your favorite, Chris. It's my favorite because I knew Shaw was going to get all uppity <laughs> about it. I like that reason. But scroll jacking is, is generally, like you said, the when you got to a website and you start scrolling and it doesn't scroll, you don't like it. You instantly... I feel like something's wrong. Exactly. But that's the first thing that you realize about the website and that's not a good first but impression. Chris, which load is, time. Which is why <laughs> load time load time's fine. Not nothing. Time. No no reason to, to worry about load time here. So um, I think we should. I think we should scroll in the opposite direction. Then everything right, should be. Now up. you're being just crazy. No, why not? <laughs> That's nice. Because the idea of a of a full screen non scrollable website is to focus the user on something that's right in front of them. Like I said, most people will scroll when they get to a website. So if you keep their attention there, or even change up direction, the idea is to be different. I swear, you keep making faces at me, Shaw. <laughs> keep doing it. Ooh, I wow. think it can be used. I was joking, by the I way. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I got really serious. Shaw was continuing. But I was like interested. So I, I started well, what I'm saying is, there's some websites I honestly think it can be good. Not most business to consumer websites, you don't want to do that because as of right now, it's not something in the zeitgeist. It's not something that you see a lot of. So you, you want to have your customers happy when they come to your website and if they scroll down and so on. But if you're more of an artistic website, a, a, a newer agency or anything in that in that Or like you're thing. focusing on like, you know, something like a trip to Burma. Right, or a single product. Wait, who's taking a trip to Burma? Oh, you've never uh, heard that story? No. We'll save I that don't. for offline. Okay, fine. But <laughs> I've also seen it a lot on single products. So the 
what a, a new phone comes out from Nokia. They have a new website for that phone, and it's just a full-page, uh, full-screen, non-scrollable website right there. The navigation's probably off to the right or even somewhere else where you can click on different items of the phone and get more information. I think that's brilliant because essentially what you're doing is you're changing your entire website into one really advanced, very good-looking product page, which well, is their goal. microsites then. Technically, they'd be microsites. That, yeah, but that they could example have a bunch, be... But they could have a bunch of pages behind those. Yes. Like, yeah, it yeah. could be a full In that example that. that I said it was, but it doesn't I have like to be. that in terms of if it's designed right, you can really make right. it, like, special and have it... You know, something where you could rotate the... Like, right. you said, a cell phone, like Nokia, being able to rotate the, the image around it on one page. And the information is pretty much all the... This, this, uh, to help you make a choice and then right. just so it's like a gateway page yeah the one thing I've seen and this is probably why I, I saved this one to last is I've seen a lot and I know you have too of um, poor scroll jacking sites where it's a parallax scroll meaning you scroll down the page and it doesn't actually scroll down the page it kind of animates you down the page it's either too slow, loads too slow, um, and you start scrolling, you and it yeah, you get a ton of distortions. It doesn't feel natural because you have to scroll so much to get to the next section of the site, as opposed to just one smooth motion. Um, that I've seen a lot of lately. Um, what this article is talking about is not that is a well done, made full page site, and that it, it's hard to differentiate that because I've seen so many poorly done scroll jacking sites that the good ones get thrown right into the to, to the idea of as soon as you hear the word scroll jacking people go oh that's terrible but it can be used properly and that's my article i'm out that's awesome that was that Dropping was a good debate the pen i was really excited when chris was coming on he said i have my article ready i was ready to go, to go. 8 15 this morning i knew shaw was gonna hate that one so i was like oh that's he's perfect. gonna just blow up <laughs> So ah. I'm just going to jump in since we're talking ringtone. about design, and this kind of sort of has a little bit to do with that. Um, this is an article that our other SEO shared with me earlier this week, Kimber, um, from Moz, and it says, how to create images that attract and convince your target niche. And she shared this with me because we had a meeting with a client earlier this week who likes to share images that don't exactly pertain to the content at hand. And so this uh, article really touches on that. So just like images that kind of come out of nowhere don't seem to be like if you're talking about the married sky, to the content. You're talking about the sky in your entire blog, and you add in an image of dirt. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's the opposite of the sky. Yeah, or like something yes. like you're yes, talking. You're talking about the sky, <laughs> and you put in an image of spaghetti. They have nothing in relationship to each other. So your audience is going to come to the blog, they're going to see that image right away, yeah. and they're going to click right off of it, your bounce rates go up. Yeah, they're going to say, spaghetti, now I'm hungry and I need to go eat them. And now I'm looking this. at a picture of dirt. Great. Yeah. Yum. That's really interesting because as a developer, I never, I not never, but I rarely consider that because when you're building the site, you build the site, you give the client the ability to upload images or whoever to upload images. And you're done, and you kind of walk away from that whole idea, um, going in depth of of marrying the content to the images is is something that I've never really considered as a developer. But. I mean, it's it's just to go back to newspapers when they're talking about. You love newspapers, don't you? You know, let's let's just use the elections <laughs> right now. 
There is the, there's the, there's the, there's this the, is political the, talk uh, with Tower. Oh, hold on. Talking uh, with Tower, political times. the the donkey, and then there's the elephant, right? Yes. Yeah, which ones are they related with? The, Uh-oh, this is his American This task. is on your citizenship this test. Is his okay, citizenship. okay, okay, okay. Donkey, donkey is oh, he's uh, turning red. democratic, and Ooh. the elephant is... Republican. Uh, the you Whig. Passed. It's actually the Whig Party God is. Bless America, <laughs> no, good job. You're safe so, for you another week. Congratulations. Yeah. You know what my five-year-old <laughs> nephew knows. <laughs> if someone is talking about the, you know, the Trump, the Clintons, he's got this poll. She's got this votes. These that. But and you had their pictures or their, um, the, the the donkey or the um, elephant. Their party on there, the lo- party yeah, logo is yeah. on there. You draw association immediately without reading it. You're oh, looking see. at the image, and there's association. And so, that's a newspaper. Now, with a website, you can have not just images, but you can have videos and colors. And if they don't represent what's on your content, it leads to, I think, confusion. It could also just, it doesn't lead to a positive experience. Right. But what I do not understand, we as marketers, I guess maybe we were more prone to think like that, but then why do our, do, do clients, and not just our clients, but clients in general, have this tendency to just want to put up any picture that they think is cool, when it doesn't apply to the page, the content, the information there? Could it be just because they thought it was cool? Well, and, they, and I understood where this client right was out. going with this. This client wanted to use their their customers' images. They wanted it to be more of like a home. It supported an initiative that they were yeah, doing internally. It directly supported the initiative that they were going for. However, it doesn't relate. And like you said, you brought up the term association. Humans, I mean, this article talks about how humans are associative creatures. They want to mm-hmm. be able to relate the picture to what they're getting out of the content. Draw, draw, you know, connect the dots. So the first thing people notice is when they hit that blog article would be the image at that point. Right. I So it's your first impression. Well, it's also exactly. a feature. It's it could be the featured image. So if you yep. share it anywhere, if you're sharing the like link anywhere, media. it's going to come up. Right. It's going to populate. Gonna Especially on, on social media because now not now but they for years now actually. You get your title, you get a brief description and you have an image. That image is what catches the eye before Usually the title does, in my opinion. Right. No, I, I agree think, with I think that completely. Think, so that title then needs to correspond well with that, because that's what's going to help them to click to expand on those links to read more, which is going to your site, and you know you're getting social referrals now. So going back real quick, do you think the reason clients will add an image that doesn't necessarily pertain to the content because they in that moment think it's a cool image and they put it in the content? I think. Two things. I think yes, because it's a cool thing, and but I also think it's just uh, without being rude, they have oh, not thought it through. Okay. Like we do. We to look them, at, right. Well, that's what I was saying. It's more of an instinct thing. Yeah. And trying to make we have to make a, a very special puzzle here, and it's got to have the same resemblance throughout the site. And we look at it more technically than they yeah, were. Yeah, and I, I think it's In just all, yeah. naivety. I think that's the word. Yeah. Yes. 
He looked scaredly at the rest of, <laughs> <laughs> of us for... He said whoops out loud yeah. earlier, and now he whispered right. He said whoops for an error that was going to come later in his in sentence, his which is my favorite thing in the world. But, I mean, you can get really creative with images. You can still use an image and then use a... Um, a um, tool like Canva to just add some words that might maybe the image doesn't necessarily relate, but then right. you can tie in some words. I mean, oh, they word. have some really cool examples in this article. They have the words "escape the ordinary," and then there's like this really old bright yellow Mercedes with girls wearing like bright patterns and stuff. You know, they're not ordinary. And there's one about like with a business guy on it with suit and tie, and then he has like a candy. Um, ring on his finger, very subtle, but it's like strategically placed right behind the word creative. So, I mean, you can get creative with your images, still have it tie back to yeah. the. Yeah, you don't just have to use stock. Stock has gotten so overused. We have all these programs, a lot of them are free. You can create your own images, take a bit of time, make it special, make it unique, not something that someone else has used. You can use, I mean, there's more modern stock now that you can use to get inspiration. Uh, mm -hmm. Pixels, is that what Pexels. it is? Pexels. Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, Unsplashed. Unsplashed. I love Unsplashed. Resplashed. Both websites are great for um, completely free-to-use stock images that are very artistic. I use them all the time as, as placeholder images for designs and websites. And you can just play around in Canva. Yeah. They have plenty of images yeah. in there that it's are It's a great way to use that stuff to get something. some inspiration. I take it that you like Canva. I love Canva, and so does our social media girl, Maddie. Canva's wonderful. It's You can create designs Tower without marketing. being a designer. Sponsored by Canva. And they actually look awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oy. And now to a brief word by our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Canva. So, Shaw, I'm interested to hear about, you have an article about an experiment trying to predict Google rankings. Uh, oh. <sighs> yeah. I this? need to go to the bathroom really quick. Good. Bye. <laughs> and um, it's just Sean. And this was, Bridget, uh, hit stop. This, was, this, was, this, 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 this title caught me because no one knows. Did it have an image that was relevant to the topic? Was it using one of my five design trends? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Neil scolds five design trends. <laughs> no, it actually wasn't. No? Okay, on to Alyssa. Okay, so. <laughs> that was harsh. This was, we hear about algorithms every day, but we, we usually hear how they, they're changing or trying to keep up with them or they're these things that we can't necessarily control. However, this team got together a, a, lot, a large, not a large, but a quite big scientific group, very mathematical, research-based, and they threw in a ton of information, just measuring it, making their algorithm and comparing it to what they found on the Google search results. They used ranking tools. They used a lot of the SEO tools that we use at the, in the industry to correlate that information, bring it in, and then measure it over time. And what they found was that they got like a 41% positive rate and a 41% negative rate overall. The reason why they did this was of, is they're trying to create a machine that learns because RankBrain that came out earlier this year is machine learning that is a critical factor to how SEO and search in general is going to perform. The, 
Google has got so much money to pour into so many resources to keep tweaking and making this this information more understandable so that it provides it to users that are not not going to get results they don't want. We've all typed in something, we click on a page and it's like, well, why did this come here? And you back out. They're trying to eliminate this. This program is trying to do the same thing by understanding from the information that we get, the information that Google doesn't necessarily give, and take that information and turn it into something that hopefully can be more refined. 41% is still is, is, is good, but it's not great. And if they keep refining these things, looking at keywords, those keywords and the type of users that are coming to the site, giving users a quality score, like for instance, if Chris, if I went to Chris's Italian site and I'm really okay. wanting to buy a, you know, <laughs> I really wanted to actually go to a Polish site and I landed on an Italian pause, site. Pause a minute. We, Tower Marketing is an equal opportunity employer. Yes, also, that's why they African. Yeah. Continue. Oh, you're African. <laughs> that's what you are. I'm trying to and nail so that down. If I landed there, that's a bad experience. So th- these programs are then monitoring that. They're going to transform analytics into a much more refined piece of data that we can then turn into information that we as marketers can ultimately use to develop websites, construct websites, design websites that are focused on those users. This machine learning is fully aware of how many people are coming to sites each day. But I don't think from what they were the research was saying is they don't always know why. Well, and Will they ever? Well, that's what this is trying to do. I mean, oh, okay. you get 41%. I think you know that Google's going to constantly change. Right. You know that yeah. they're not, they've got all these factors. I think their argument was if they're doing machine learning, why can't we? Mm-hmm. There are already machine free machine learning tools. I'm sorry, I don't have that information on hand. I can give it to Bridget to put in the blog post mm. to help people that are not very, like myself, I'm not techie. I don't like mathematics. I don't like looking at numbers. And then there are other ones which are very much research-based and you have to pour data into them in order to get results. But after a while, you correlate all the information, you start learning about user behavior. You learn about the user behavior, you're going to have a much better shot at targeting the audience. You're going to have a good time. Yes, well, no one was laughing in this. I feel well, like it was a very uh, factual... Really what was your topic again? So you're saying Skynet's real. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to stop this and right now. And you want me to react well, to what? Dude, Machine Skynet's... Learning? Like, you don't even know! <laughs> what kind of reader are our listeners get out of this? Dude, I think Skynet's real. They should run. <laughs> I think that if you can learn that things are going to constantly change just as we as people change. There's this this development in the human process. For instance, what Chris was talking about with the sideways scrolling, I was, no, 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 no. I'm used to scrolling up and down. But if... Wait, wait. He still has a grudge on that. So the guy that said, I don't like change, (laughs) his message to the world is embrace change. Look at that. That's Shaw's platform, man. 
saying <laughs> this is still political. This yeah, happened. right. This Donkeys and elephants <laughs> is where we started. Let's just remember that. I'm just saying that with the way websites have been built, there's been this general consensus to go up and down. But as someone, as soon as more websites Are go we left and right, left and right, there's a change in the user behavior. There's a change in how you design. There's a change in how you develop. There's a change in the way the user has to interact with that. You learn that. You can apply that better. If you know why a user is searching for your product, My head. you are going to have a much better chance of creating a page, copy, information that they need rather than just satisfying a want. Right. Okay. Absolutely. That was inspirational. I, I have a tear in my I eye. I concur. Yeah. I heard uh, Amazing I heard Grace behind that <laughs> as you were saying it. I, let's all digest that. I started saluting him with a single tear in my eye. But until then, let's talk about Twitter, Alyssa. Yes. What do you have for us? So, Twitter is, has just released a verification process. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we just got a letter under the door from, uh, from uh, our sunshine crew. Oh, God. Of one named Kimber. I feel like we just need the letter in here. I feel like she wants to be in here. This is a, no, a sign that Kimber wants to come in. Nope. Open the door. Kimber's going to come in. She will not. It's the last topic. The door's she opening. She left. I guarantee she dropped that under the door and sprinted. Oh, gosh, she's coming she's in. So we have to turn the, the volumes down on the mic because it's going to get real loud real quick. She's further away. Yeah. Kimber, <laughs> Kimber do you, I'm going to talk about Twitter. Okay. Say hi, Kimber. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. You missed Shaw's rousing speech. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking about verified accounts on Twitter. So they've all, always been in existence, but only 6% of Twitter users actually have a verified account, which is the little blue check mark next to your name. Mm -hmm. And Facebook even started instituting them as well. So for years, it was hard. Basically, the only way you could be verified on Twitter is if Twitter themselves verified you, deemed you necessary. And the, the reason that they limited it or made it so hard is because they wanted to reduce the number of spammers getting verified. There's so many spam accounts and new accounts mm -hmm. created every day on Twitter. So they have lessened that um, restriction. restriction or ruling on becoming verified. So basically, if you're a brand, it is my opinion that you should be a verified business. It just helps to add authority. Right. And we know for a fact that tweets and Twitter accounts are being indexed by Google, which goes back to the whole SEO benefit of being someone of high authority online. Mm -hmm. So when in doubt, get verified. Twitter, yeah. If you have a following. How do you so. get verified? Yeah, that so was going to be my question. It was a process before where you had to apply for it. Um, and they said... They pulled the, but they pulled that feature years ago. It says, since then they have been manually verifying all accounts, a process done behind the scenes and without the ability of users to request it. So it looks like so they're it's easy. 
now. Now it's easy. It wasn't before. Uh, it, it takes a long time, though. I, Shaw just stole the mic from Kimber. One, uh, one of the people that I follow a lot is Barry Schwartz. Shout out if you're listening to this, Barry. Um, we love you, Barry. And he, 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 he covered the topic. Talent marketing loves you, Barry. Barry Schwartz. If, if you're wondering how many <laughs> about all those letters, they are from Michael Shaw. All of them. All of them. He will not he stop. Just, he just said, you know... It, it, I mean, he has a huge, he has a big following. He has, he, he writes multiple times a day. And I write multiple times a day to him. We, <laughs> we need to tag him with Love me, Barry. <laughs> oh, no, Barry. He's turning Barry. red, Barry. Oh, no, Barry. I'm a fan of Barry. Okay. Okay, so I'm, Barry. I'm friends with Damn him it. on LinkedIn. And <gasps> like, are you friends? Or like, oh are God. you just connected? Do you guys, do you guys okay. message each other? And, and, and this happened yesterday. <laughs> Larry Kim from Worst Dream started following me on Oh, Twitter. my God. Swoon. <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, the reason why... Shaw's turned bright red. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, He's laughing and he doesn't know what to say. So next. Uh, so next. Does anyone else A business getting any? verified on Twitter. It took hours for Barry to get... It, it basically <laughs> took a long, long time. He must have told you that over a glass of red wine by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> With a bearskin rug on the, on the ground. So nice to get some male callers in these parts. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening to episode number nine <laughs> of the Tower Podcast. <laughs> Look out for episode 10 in a couple weeks. And if you haven't caught up on any of our other podcasts, please feel free to listen to those before episode 10 comes out. See ya. Barry, I'm not a stalker. <laughs> <laughs>